Welcome back to another episode of Between the Turnbuckles. Now, on this Sunday, we are going to discuss Friday night's SmackDown, and then obviously it's pay-per-view time, so the three predictions are in for Backlash tonight. But let's quickly start with... um, I've not really been able to find a lot of rumours, because I only did a podcast a couple of days ago, but there is an absolutely outrageous one. I feel like it needs to be addressed because it doesn't make any sense. So it's one of these things when you go five finishes for the Edge versus Orton match, and one of them is a uh, Christian turns on Edge, and you're like, yeah, that 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 doesn't make sense. So it's just to address that if anyone believes that in a rumor like that, it, it, I mean, if I'm wrong, I'll put my hands up first. But there's it makes no sense. There's no payoff there. There isn't a payoff because Christian is still medically disqualified and isn't allowed to get back in the ring ever again, as far as we know. Um, so, at the moment, there isn't a, a payoff to that. There isn't going to be an Edge versus Christian match. So, any rumour like that should just be dismissed immediately. Um, the main rumours are around, really, what the finish for the Edge and Orton is going to be, if it's going to be a Edge win, an Orton win, or a no contest. Um... Hopefully it's not the latter. Hopefully it's not a no contest. That would be just awful because I think this should be it. I believe that regardless of who wins here, I feel like in the not too dear, um, not too near distant future, we're going to see Rated RKO back together again. Edge actually kind of expressed in his return that that's what he wanted to originally do. Um, actually, there is another weave rumour. I don't know if anyone's actually aware of this or not, but... Um, I had to go back and rewatch it myself to, to fully understand it. The Shayna Baszler-Becky Lynch feud was actually meant to continue, obviously, into Money in the Bank for obvious reasons it couldn't because Becky is pregnant. Um, but if you actually go back and watch WrestleMania, you can see after Baszler gets pinned, she tells the ref that she had the submission on. She's obviously using the sign language so we can understand. Um, so... Like, I had the choke on, she tapped. So, originally, Becky Lynch actually tapped out at WrestleMania, but got the pin. So, it's kind of like the Lesnar Taker thing from 2015, but that got edited out after they learned that Becky was pregnant, and then the decision for the Money in the Bank ladder match was made from there. So, let's jump into SmackDown. Um, SmackDown was. I mean, there's one match that's absolutely fantastic, but um, the rest of it was kind of average. For a go-home edition, this is the... I know... I just... I, I remember the days when a go-home edition of Raw and SmackDown before any pay-per-view was, like, the episode you had to watch because it was all... Oh, you never knew what was going to happen. Only one match really had that for this, um, and the rest was all kind of... bogus bullshit, really, if I'm being honest. So... Uh, we start off with a recap of the Seamus Hardy from last week, the promo from last week. We move into a very, very familiar contract signing. I say very familiar because it's not like your normal contract signing. If anyone goes back to 2006, I believe, early 20, early 2006, or maybe the back end of 2005, you will see this exact, exact, not exactly written the same but it's pretty much the same exact segment that was just been recycled so Seamus comes out he brings a doctor security a curtain um Jeff comes out and he wants the he wants Jeff to do a urine 
sample to prove that he's clean and not on drugs before Seamus signs any contract. So Jeff just kind of says he'll do anything to get the match, and if that means he has to basically piss in a flask um, before the match, then he'll, he'll happily do it, and um, that he's going to be the beacon of light to help anyone else who's got this. He even says, my name's Jeff Hardy, and I'm an alcoholic, um, that he does meetings every week still, and to keep himself... Thing way, I think I said it last week. I really don't like a feud like this where it's like, yeah, the guy has had problems, you can address it, but see, you build a whole feud and then to the way it's, I just I don't like stuff like that. Um, but he, he, he said he calls Seamus a, a big, I mean, he may as well just call him a big red headed bastard, but he calls him a bastard nonetheless. Pees in the cup, uses the curtain, uh, the doctor's got his thing in to test it, and then he the exact line, this is the exact line from the promo that HBK did to Vince, where he said, you know, it's better to be pissed off than pissed on, and then he throws the big jar of piss right over Seamus's, I believe his mouth was open as well. I mean, it's not real, it's not going to be real piss really, is it? Let's be real, but still. Um, Seamus obviously sells that, hitting the gag, which I'm sure any of us would do, um, and then the crowd all just chants like, you've been pissed on, which is pretty hilarious. Uh, we come back from break, Seamus is cleaning his face in a toilet, and the doctor comes in and says that the test results were negative, so Jeff is clean, what a shock, which Seamus kind of freaks out and starts smashing things, so he's probably realising he's going to have to go through with the match. Opening contest, we get New Day versus... Uh, Cesaro and Nakamura. Uh, the New Day show some respect. They get in the ring and kneel and put their hands up, and that's the respect to all the protesters for um, Black Lives Matter. Um, this was a, 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 a actually this was okay. This was a good match. Um, it's, it's not a match we've not seen before. As always, Cesaro is Cesaro and full of basically controls the whole thing with. I mean, just give Cesaro a title push. Give him a singles title, please. Um, uh, he gets a, he's the one who's getting worked on with the heels he eventually gets the hot tag Kofi then takes it to Nakamura hits the SOS but Cesaro makes the save um, he takes out Cesaro to the outside and Nakamura and Kofi are on the top rope Kofi knocks Nakamura off so that he can jump in some way, Nakamura catches him with like a knee, I believe it was meant to look like a Kinshasa but it was really just like he fell over and put his knee up and caught him in the gut and then rolled him through for the win so a surprise win there for Cesaro and Nakamura. It was a 3 out of 5. It was okay. Um, finish wasn't up to much. But the match itself was pretty good. Uh, Tucker's back. So we've got the full heavy machinery team back together. Now this leads me to believe that regardless of that. That we're going to see a tag team cash in for the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, my belief is that this should, they should still be have. I believe they should have a tag team money in the bank ladder match every year anyway. So I know that sounds crazy because then it's like, like, let's just have every match as a money in the bank ladder match. Yeah, I know. But I think the tag teams should get one as well because then that's quite exciting. A tag team could literally cash in anywhere, anytime, whenever they choose to. While he's kind of talking about burgers and then talking to Mandy, we gets interrupted by Seamus and Hardy brawling backstage. That gets broken up and we move on to undoubtedly match of the night. Always was going to be that. Actually should have been the main event, but for some reason it wasn't. Uh, the IC title final. So AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Now, first note I've got here, uh, this was an instant classic 
Block Capital wrestling match. This was a wrestling match. This wasn't any of your sports entertainment, anything like that. This was a wrestling match. This is like proper, like, independent wrestling is what this was. Um, it starts off very old school, like back in the day where they used to, they wouldn't just start and it wouldn't just happen dead fast. It was a slow build up to like the, the climax of the match. So we're talking like headlocks, arm bars, like the lot, the full um, ins and outs of trying to get out of each and every move. It was it was absolutely beautiful to watch. Um, Brian kind of starts off getting in control early, but Styles, it's just very back and forth. It's not like one guy dominates, like you see like the heel dominates and the face with the comeback. It was very from start to finish. Brian Styles, by Brian Styles, like it was just everywhere and it was oh, it was perfect, absolutely perfect. Um, Brian starts working on the arm of Styles, obviously set up for the um, the yes lock. Um, Styles, I mean, he takes a lot, it takes a lot of hits to the arm. We're talking bent in all sorts of directions, stomped on from every angle, into the pose, turnbuckles, the lot. Um, Brian, when Styles gets back in control, he then takes it to Styles. Um, Brian's knees for the calf crusher, his um, submission finisher. Um, there's a moment where it's just like back and forth like who can top who um so like brian hits the the back suplex from the top rope so styles is like okay brain buster for you then and then they just have like this flurry of german suplex in each other with pinfalls and it, it was very exciting stuff brian eventually gets in the yes lock um styles gets out of it goes to the top rope um and i believe he misses and brian then does his kind of heel stomps, the thing that he did to kind of Kofi that kind of led to the, the big heel when he, st- he did it to Styles as well after he originally turned heel to win the belt a couple of years ago. So got those stomps. Um, Brian goes for the running knee, gets caught into the Styles clash. Styles then hits a phenomenal forearm. One, two, three. AJ Styles is your new intercontinental champion. Now, the notes really I was so invested in the match that I didn't get a lot of good notes on it I won't I will say um go watch the match um it's going to be the second five out of five I give so I, I mean I've been saying for weeks I'm, I'm sure Edge and Orton I think that'll be really good I'll give that a five out of five maybe depending on how good it is and then the triple threat women's match in your house happened last weekend and then Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles on a smackdown that's a five that was an instant classic even with the breaks i mean they got a good amount of time on there as well i think there was like two or three breaks that happened like they were there for that was a solid 30 minute performance and not a bit of it was boring a uh, post-match styles gets the interview and he says that he's the best champion in wwe history and that he is just shockingly phenomenal and uh, we get a recap of uh, Strowman and miz and all that from last week Braun has an interview. I don't think he says anything really memorable on it, to be honest. Doesn't really say nothing. Like, yeah, I can fix my windscreen and I, I like Otis. Yeah, so I'm teaming with them tonight, but I, I like Otis. Uh, we get uh, Sasha and Bailey's women's tag team title win recap from last week. They had pretty much announced the the triple threat match is going to happen tonight. Um, celebration time for Sasha and Bailey. Um, fans are booing them. Uh, I don't know why I enjoyed it, but. I wasn't booing. Uh, Bailey says that it, it's not lonely at the top because she's got the boss Sasha Banks with her now um, and always has. 
Banks then says that they're not liars and that they are the role models and that they will only get stronger from here. Um, Bailey like says she's got a poem for Sasha, which is where I'm like, oh, thankfully Bliss and Cross come out to do the interrupt. Um, and they're talking and they're kind of having an argument. The Iconics very quickly on the Titan Tron are there as well. And they're saying that um, they will be the new champs. And the title reign is going to be a quick one for Sasha and Bailey again. And then say, don't turn your back on Nikki and Alexa. Who then blindside um, Sasha and Bailey. Very quick action. Sends them to the outside. And that's it done. Miz and Morrison have an interview. And they're saying that thanks to them. Like with Kayla, who obviously they dumped slime on. They said, listen, without us, nobody even be talking about you. So... Um, no regrets, I guess, for dumping all that slime on her. Um, but they will be uh, debuting their new music video, which gets interrupted by Braun Strowman, thankfully. And we lead into our main event. Uh, Heavy Machinery, Braun Strowman versus Miz, Morrison and Ziggler. This is where I'm like, oh, it's always a six-man tag these days. It's always some sort of tag team match to close a show. Um... I will say, actually, just based on this, I was a bit harder on Raw this week than I have been on SmackDown. Raw was crap, shit, in fact. Um, I think the only, the only good moment that really came of it was um, when Edging Christian, when he hosted at the Peep Show, and he says, Christian Legendary says, the greatest match ever. I mean, I don't think you could pull that off in your prime. Like, that that's legend. That was funny moments. That was the only entertaining thing from it, was um, the Peep Show, but that's just me, I could be wrong. Other people might have enjoyed it more. Um, this was also a very boring main event, especially having to live up to Styles and Brian, who just absolutely killed it. Morrison and Tucker were really the two most impressive guys in this match. Um, they do the usual kind of, these are the small guys versus the three big guys, so let's throw them about for a bit. Corbin then appears on the Titan Tron, which I believe is going to lead to a pre-show match tonight of Otis and Corbin. Um, so he's making his way up to Mandy and he kind of starts chatting up saying, you're looking for a man with muscles, uh, you're really just looking to date the king um, and all that stuff. So we come back from the break and it's just Tucker and Braun. Uh, Mandy and Otis then do come back to the match. Because uh, before that, Otis kind of leaves the match to go and beat up Corbin. Uh, Braun launches all three. Otis comes back. He beats up all three men. Uh, Braun uses the massive running shoulder block that he's famous for. The freak train, if you like. Or the Strowman Express, I suppose I should call it, since it's on his t-shirt. Uh, launches all three men. Sends one of them in for the Caterpillar to finish. It was a 2 out of 5. I didn't like it at all. Um, and that was SmackDown. I think the whole show, give it a seven and a half as a whole. I think Styles and Brian are the only thing that's really pushing that up. And the segment work was good, but the other matches on the card could have been better in terms of the New Day's finish to the match could have been better. And the last match sucked, but that's that's that. So up next, um, it's prediction time. For the greatest match of all time, greatest pay-per-view ever, supposedly now at the minute. We don't have a pre-show match planned as far as I'm aware of. They've not announced what's going to be on the pre-show or anything like that. So at the moment, if anything changes, the predictions will get updated. Not in the podcast, they'll just get updated. And when I do the podcast next week, they'll be on there. So... <clears throat> 
Let's start with Hardy versus Sheamus. So again, it's me, Grant and Jay, head to head. Winner gets three points. If there's a second place, they get two. And if there's a last place, one point. So scores heading into this one currently stand. Uh, this is only the second pay-per-view we're doing. So the current scores are Grant's got three and me and Jay have got two because we tied for money in the bank. So, uh, start off with Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Um, this is a clean sweep across the board. Um, we've all got Sheamus for this one. I think, personally for me, I think the feud's going to have a, a rubber match. So, she, Hardy got the first win in the IC title. Um, I said there the feud wouldn't be over. We've then got this rematch. I think Extreme Rules is around the corner. They're going to have some sort of stipulation match at it. That's where Hardy will probably pick up the, the big win and then move on to something more exciting, hopefully. But shame is for this one to keep the feud going till Extreme Rules. Uh, next match we've got here is for the United States Championship. Um, you're going to hear me say this quite a lot, maybe more so than I'd like to. This is a clean sweep of agreements. Apollo Crews is going to retain the title against Andrade. Simply being... Um, He's just won the belt, really. And there was a wee rumour that it was going to be Garza who was meant to face him at Backlash, and that was the way to get the belt off Andrade and onto Garza without they two having to have a match so that Andrade can move on to have a, a main event match with Drew McIntyre at a pay-per-view. I mean, they're doing the rematch just now because Lashley's got the match, so I don't imagine Andrade's going to pick up the victory here, so we've all got crews for this one. Up next, this is where it differs. We've got the triple threat match for the women's tag team titles. Uh, we've got Bailey and Sasha versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, the Iconics. So, Jay for this one has Sasha Banks and Bailey to retain. Grant has new champions in the Iconics, and I have Sasha Banks and Bailey also to retain this one. Now, this is tough i think the, other than the, the jeff hardy sheamus one i think this one is the second tough match on the card um based on that we know the bailey and banks feud is coming but if they lose the belts now who does bailey face at extreme rules because the first match that they should have is a SummerSlam, which oh, i'm sure will lead to some form of hell in the cell match i believe but that should be when the first match happens Shouldn't happen any earlier, so the turn shouldn't happen the now because it wouldn't make sense. Because and then so if they don't make the turn the now and they lose the belts, Sasha and Bailey, like who does who does Bailey face it? it um, Extreme Rules. She's already beat everyone literally on the roster. She's beat everyone. There's no one left to beat. So I, me and Jay are going for that based on the fact that we think and there's no. Like automatic rematches, so I know a lot of people go, they could just have a rematch. There isn't any automatic rematches, and there wouldn't be a point in having an automatic rematch. They should just win this one. Based on the fact they only won the belts last week as well, it's not going to be a long title reign anyway. So this could be the one that really messes it up because Grant thinks the Iconics, like they're just back. I don't think the Iconics are going to be involved in the finish. I think the Extreme Rules match is going to be. The Iconics versus Sasha and Bailey. Like, I think that's where the match will be, and that's where the Iconics will pick up the win. But he thinks it will happen tonight, so that's where our first difference is going to happen. Um, I say keep the belt on Bailey. Means she doesn't have to defend the title, which sounds bad. She doesn't have to defend the women's title at Extreme Rules unless they make her do double duty against someone. 
and then after they lose the belts there, the turn can happen. Bailey can attack Sasha or vice versa. The turn will happen, the feud will go, and we'll get that historic match. Up next, Raw Women's title on the line, Asuka, Nia Jax. Don't really have much to say other than all three of us have said Asuka because it's her first title defence. She should have the title for a while. Unfortunately, I think Charlotte's going to be the one to dethrone her at SummerSlam, but for now, Asuka to keep the belt. No problem at all. The two-on-one, Miz and Morrison versus Braun Strowman for the Universal title. Again, all in agreements. It's going to be Braun Strowman. I'm predicting Bray Wyatt to be here at some point. Bray Wyatt's going to return at Backlash to set up, because then we're heading in Extreme Rules. You can keep it going till SummerSlam if it needs to. It, it's all there to be done, but it's going to be the Fiend this time. Uh, WWE Championship match, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. This one worries me a wee bit. We've all put Drew for obvious reasons. Because um, it's Drew McIntyre, we think he's going to be in for a lengthy run. But the only thing that worries me about this is that the way they've built Bobby Lashley, um, Bobby Lashley actually could win this match. And I don't think I'd complain too much if Bobby Lashley did win this match, other than the fact that I'd be annoyed that Drew only had one successful defence. Two, if you include the big show. So, I'm just, it's the way they built up this whole, I mean, it's the full Nelson, the master lock, they built up the master lock for Bobby Lashley, which conveniently, Bobby Lashley is the first man to ever break the master lock um, back in the day when there used to be a master lock challenge. So, it's like, yeah, he's been built up very, very well. So, I don't know if it'll be a clean finish, but. Um, Drew McIntyre to retain for all of us and finally in the greatest wrestling match ever that's been pre-recorded this is the only match that I'm aware of that's been pre-recorded everything else is supposedly going to be live so this has been pre-recorded so that they can actually live up to the hype that they've put on themselves they back themselves into a corner with a 46 year old man no offence Edge and a near 40 year old Randy Orton no offence not that age is a thing but you're backing yourself into a corner with it. It's Edge's first real match back. Why put that kind of pressure on yourself? But that's why they pre-recorded it so they can live up to it. So, Jay has Edge, based on that it's his first match, first real match back, and that he probably will win. Grant has Randy Orton, and I also have Randy Orton for this one as well because um, Randy Orton, I believe should win this match. I think logic has to kind of dictate over some predictions at certain points. And Edge said it himself, so Randy Orton's been wrestling in, I think he wrestled over a thousand matches during the 3,000 days that Edge has been retired. Right, you got the, the technically the non-real match at Last Man Standing. It's not a decisive win. It logic has to dictate that Orton should win this match. I don't think they should do another match. It should just be Orton. Everyone always says Orton's one of the... I mean, Orton is one of the... I mean, these are two of the best to ever do it. Along with, like, Styles and Brian. Like, we're talking... These are two of the best to ever do it. It's going to be a good match regardless. But... It, it should be Orton in this one. So... That's where we're kind of... Sitting with it. Now... Um... Based on the numbers, in case you can't work out, so um, if there are, there are obviously two real matches on the card that could decide a winner on this year on this pay per view. So if I mean if Bailey and Banks win and Edge win, Jay's gonna have it in the cards. Grant will be the loser and I'll be second. If 
Bailey and Banks win and Orton wins, I'll win by one point over Grant and Jay will be last. And if the Iconics win and Orton wins, then you've got um, Grant will be winning by a point over both of us. Um, actually, we're winning by two points, so Jay will come last in that scenario. And if somehow, say, the Iconics win, but Edge wins, I'm going to lose. Pretty much. That will be the way that I'll lose. But I'm confident with the picks. I'm sure all three of us are. That's how it's going down. Backlash tonight. Um, depending on how... It could be a longer show. It might not be two hours or two and a half hours this time. It could be a bit longer. Maybe maybe till th- three. Maybe I'll be up till 3am if I decide to watch it live. Um, it's actually, it's, it's quite a stellar card. It should be good. Hopefully, if they if they pull everything off correctly, this could be good. But uh, results will go up Tuesday, along with Raw's review, and then everything will go back to normal from there. And that will be how everything is going to look for the next week. So I hope you enjoy Backlash if you're going to watch it. If not, um, you can obviously get my review of it this week. But that's it for this one. Nice and short. And I'll see you Tuesday.